founder and the president of Sanction Love Ministries. The purpose of these podcasts is to bring the heartbeat of Jesus's ratifying love to you through the teachings, interviews, current topics, and much more. We plan to cover deep and sensitive topics to create a hunger to know the lover of our souls, who he is in us and who we are in him. So sit back, And incline the ear of your heart to the pursuit of the pursuer himself. Hi, my name is Jen Myers. I am the director of Intercessors for Sanctioned Love Ministries. It is my privilege and honor to to do ministry and do Jesus with this team of ladies and to see his kingdom come and his will be done here on earth as it is in heaven and see the captive set free. I want to share with you guys something I saw on December 21st while I was sitting in the office with joy. I had a vision. In the vision, I saw the picture of a manger. It had golden hay in it and a half-folded piece of cloth laying across it. There was a bright beam of light shining down uh, right on top of it. And then I heard the word, Behold! And my thoughts quickly went into the conversation that the angels had with the shepherds in the field, where they said to the shepherds, Don't be afraid, for behold! We come to you with good news. But then immediately my attention was directed back to that manger. I looked at it again and I heard, behold, it's like my eyes and my mind were becoming transfixed on that picture. That was twice I heard the word behold. So I looked up behold. It's used 1,298 times in the King James Version of the Bible. It's derived from the Greek word Edo, which has the literal translation of be sure to see. Behold means to look upon, to see, to direct or fix the mind. Okay, I thought, so he has my attention. I'm staring at this manger and I heard the lyrics to a song and they go like this. He's not a baby in a manger anymore. He's not a broken man on a cross. He didn't stay in the grave, and he's not staying in heaven forever. So this is what he was trying to draw my attention to. We look into the manger, and we look into the tomb. But do we look up? Because Jesus is not staying in heaven forever. In Luke 21, 25, it says, And there will be strange signs in the sun, moon, and stars. And here on earth, the nations will be in turmoil, perplexed by the roaring seas and the strange tides. People will be terrified at what they see coming upon the earth, for the powers in the heavens will be shaken. In Haggai, 
chapter 2, verses 6 through 9, it says, This is what the Lord All-Powerful says. In a short time, I will once again shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. So I don't know about you, but I have seen the shaking. I have even felt the shaking. Does that have your attention? Because it has mine. I'm like, okay, God, I'm paying it. I'm listening. And then again, in Luke 21, 27 through 28, it says, then everyone will see the son of man coming and on a cloud with power and great glory. So when all these things begin to happen, he says, stand and look up for your salvation is near. Throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, we see God being very patient until he's not. God isn't patient about things or circumstances. Rather, God is long-suffering towards people because he loves them. He's offended by all sin, yet he shows great patience all throughout history towards man. In Nahum, we see that God is slow to anger. Yet, he will not leave the guilty unpunished. To be slow to anger means he shows restraint. So God is, it's almost like he's holding back. Everything happens on God's timetable. In in 2 Thessalonians, it says something about Christ's patience. It says, May the Lord lead your hearts into a full understanding and expression of the love of God and the patient endurance that comes from Christ. Hmm. So it says like, may the Lord lead our hearts into a full understanding and expression of the love of God and the patient endurance that comes from Christ. We see God could cause immediate judgment for sin. We see that throughout the Bible. Um, Just look at Ananias and Sapphira. As soon as they lied, one right after the other, immediately they both fell dead. So is God just weak and silly for not just wiping everyone out who refuses to repent and turn from sin? No, he isn't. In Romans 4, it says, You may think that you could condemn such people, but you're just as bad and you have no excuse. When you say they're wicked and they should be punished, you are condemning yourself. For you who judge others that do the very same things, and we know that God in his justice will punish anyone who does such things. Since you do judge others for doing these things, why do you think that you could avoid God's judgment when you do the same things? Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient that God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? But because you're stubborn and refuse to turn from your sin, you're storing up terrible punishment for yourself. For a day of anger is coming when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. He's going to judge everyone according to what they have done. He will give eternal life to those who keep on doing good, seeking after the glory and the honor and immortality that God offers. 
but he will pour out his anger and wrath on those who live for themselves, who refuse to obey the truth and instead live lives of wickedness. There will be trouble and calamity for everyone who keeps on doing what is evil, for the Jew first and also for the Gentile. But there will be glory and honor and peace from God for all who do good, for the Jew first and also the Gentile. For God does not show favoritism. So we see here, like reading those scriptures, we see that God is patient. And his patience is meant to lead us to repentance. He's not slow about anything. It's all on his timetable. And he knows the beginning from the end. Yet he has said, look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Are you ready? (laughs) Because Jesus is coming soon. In Revelation, it says, Revelations 19, 11 through 16, it says, Then I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. The one sitting on it is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems, And he has the name written that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood. And the name by which he is called is the word of God. And the armies of heaven arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. And he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will, try, he will tread the winepress of fury of the wrath of God Almighty. And on his robe and on his thigh, he has the name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Makes me think about how Jesus came in humbly in that manger. What a humble way for a king to be born. And he walked humbly and in complete submission to his father and did his father's will by dying on a cross for you and I. And he rose from that grave. And he went to heaven. And he said he will return. And when he returns, we see here, it's not the same way he came in. Just just this quiet king, born in a very humble manger. You see, his heart was to get me to see and to fix my eyes upon the fact that the manger is empty. He is no longer on the cross, and the tomb is empty. And he said, look up. Are we ready? Are we looking up? Or are we staring into an empty manger, an empty cross, or an empty tomb? You see, there are many who have fallen asleep. And there are those who have become really apathetic and they don't believe that it's going to happen anytime soon or in their time. But I believe time is short. And any born-again believer who feels the heart of the Father can sense it. He says, look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Jesus is coming back. He's not a baby in a manger anymore. He's not a broken man on a cross. He didn't stay in a grave 
and he is not staying in heaven forever. Thank you for listening to the Sanction Love Podcast. Our desire is to bring the ratifying love, the binding force of love to individuals with the purpose of increasing intimacy, freedom, and identity in Christ. Please check us out on our website, sanctionlove.com, and all of our social media platforms. We would love you to consider partnering with us in taking the ratifying love around the globe. Thank you for listening and see you next time.